Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluver. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. That nice lead out, man. Oh, with the fader. It's so pretty with the fader. Um, Hey, what's up? It's me. And we're going to do another podcast. We're going to do a podcast about going slow. Going slow. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, going slow is something that I have had to do a couple times in my life. More recently on a, a very acute scale of... Um, I thought I ripped my hamstring off the bone Monday morning. It is Wednesday as always when I do these. So for the last two days, I've been nursing a sort of a mystery hamstring injury because it doesn't really feel like some of the stuff, uh, some of the pulls or tightness that I've felt in the past as an athlete for the last 15 years. So, um, I've been going slow over the last two days. Monday, Tuesday are usually huge training days. You're fresh off of a Sunday rest day. Uh, the freshest, arguably, that you're going to be all week. And so Monday is usually like a, a day to smash. And so is Tuesday because even then, some of the delayed onset muscle soreness, good old doms, and... Uh, some of that training week fatigue sort of stuff that you feel by Thursday, Friday, Saturday just isn't there yet, right? That was not the case because I couldn't fucking move uh, my left leg ba barely without it being in a lot of pain. So um, I was able to stretch it out enough to where we could get in a long Peloton ride each day. I don't think I've even mentioned the Peloton. We're going to have to do a whole episode on the Peloton. I'm going to write that down as a future episode for Snapped. Um, Peloton. There's your number one, by the way. Peloton is coming in clutch already. Um. Phew. I've been talking a lot of recently about moving the needle. I've been using that expression a lot. Um, the Peloton is something that's not only going to move the needle for my performance, my ability this off season. Um, when you look at, you know, a year from now, when you look at where I'm at versus where I'm at right now, what it will do for me in the 10 plus months that I'll have it for this training season but just in the last month since we've gotten it, it's already done wonders. Like it, it's, it's actually wild how much specific um, aerobic base it's already built for me. Uh, oxygen efficiency in my cardiorespiratory system. Um, and there's not just like one 
uh, indicator of that, but like multiple. It's undeniable. It's been, it's been really pretty cool. Um, we'll talk more about that in the Peloton episode because actually now that I think about it, there is a lot to sort of go over there today. So whatever, I've been taking it slow the last couple of days. Um, this topic of going slow is more of a general health and fitness topic. Um, it can definitely be used for the athlete side of things, but um, I, I mean, it can be used for anybody. And the, the guiding principle of why it works is the reason for that. And we'll go over that in a second to, to kick this off. But um, it's definitely more general and was actually sparked by a, uh, an email I received yesterday from a client, well, a potential client, hopefully we decide to, uh, to go after it. Um, who's over 400 pounds and has no idea where to start with getting healthy, both on the nutrition side of things and the exercise side of things, a place that many people find themselves, right? A place that some of you out there who are listening may be in or may be working out of or almost guaranteed you know somebody that's in that spot, right? Um, I don't have to go far in my immediate circle to find uh, multiple people who are far, far, like, like it's Star Wars, uh, in a body far, far away. In a body far, far away from health and fitness, in the darkness of diabetes. But that's, where, uh, that's where people are. Uh, my dad. Right. We don't have to go far. My dad is uh, is not healthy uh, whew, in any sense of the term. He doesn't exercise. He doesn't eat right. He doesn't sleep well or at all, really. Um, he's a fucking mess. Right. And. Um, when you get to that point which we almost need to do a backwards diagnostic test, right? We need to um, reverse engineer, if you will, how we got to a certain place to understand the process of then getting out of that certain place, right? So when we, when we, we as a general term, when we finish college, right, or for a lot of people, it starts in college. Um, this is the first time, and some people don't go to college, so it could be completely different. But around that age, right, you graduate high school, you're becoming a young adult. You may be living on your own for the first time, making your own meals or finding your own food. You're in charge of your own life to a greater extent that you, than you were before, right? There are more factors, right? Genetics, friend group, fucking, I can go on and on. But the fact that you're now on your own, you're not a kid anymore, right? And I would say that like, you know, the, the old adage of like, oh, you're young, you can lose weight, you, this, that, the other thing, that kind of applies through like 25, maybe 30. 
depending on your genetics, right? But it starts to slow down. Um, and when, when people, and I hate the word slow down because it really doesn't start to slow down. Um, what starts to slow down is you as a human, right? Um, so it, so, you know, we, we don't want to blame it on our active decisions, right? The, the decisions we make to go and be in a rec sports league or play intramurals in college or be more active or whatever, right? The output side. So we put, we blame it on the internal, like something that sounds like it's not under our control. And we say, oh, well, our metabolism slows down. And the, uh, the literature on that, especially the recent literature says that it's actually negligible through like 60 years old. Our metabolism, natural base metabolic rate slows down. Yes, a tad bit, but it's almost insignificant in the total energy balance of things. What really slows down is us. We stop moving as much. We stop doing as much physical activity. We don't exercise. And on the back end of that, we combine it with a shitty diet. So then all of a sudden you end up overweight and you blame it on a slow metabolism. <laughs> Such a fucking cop out. I love it. Um, but I get it too, because some people aren't educated or don't even see what's happening, right? Because it happens over a time period, okay? It might start when you're 20 or 22. You go and you get a job. Maybe the job is a desk job or something that's not very active. You're not on your feet too much. Your life gets busier. Maybe you get married. You have kids. You have more responsibilities. Month after month ticks by, year after year. We continue to go down those rabbit holes of less activity, more shitty food choices. And just, you know, the other 10 factors, sleep, personal time, sun exposure, all the things, right? And all of a sudden you're 37 years old. In this case, the, the potential client of mine is actually 54, right? Which is actually my dad's age. My dad is also 54. And you're like, oh, shit. Like I, you know, whether it's a doctor's visit, right? Because, you know, the older we get, the more we're going to the doctor. We're, you know, we're getting a checkup, a little blood test, right? Yearly checkup. Oh, shit. The heart rates, blood pressure's a little high. You'll try glycerides don't look too good right? Heart doesn't pump like it should, you know, something's wrong. And now it's like, oh shit, I should probably do something to fix this. <laughs> I'm, like I might want to, I want to get this under control. And then because of the way marketing and advertising works, right? You find something that says, oh, lose this amount of weight in this amount of time or get healthy in 30 days or start a new diet, what, whatever it may be. And the timeframes on all of these are right away. They're a snap of the finger. You can get results fast, right? Because of course, if we had the choice, yeah. If you're 400 pounds and you had the choice, I'd love to be 250 in a month, 
yeah, I'd like it. Could I do it in a month? That'd be great. The faster I can get healthier, the better. The problem with that speed is this, the, the variable of speed is that the more you crank up because you can, you can, and this is why it's dangerous. And, and a lot of people don't end up retaining results is the fact that we can mess with the dial of speed. There are diets and strategies and ways and f- um, calorie amounts and um, hours of working out. There's a, there's a variable in there that can be toyed with to make it happen faster. And the higher we crank that knob of speed, of, of cutting down the time in which you see the result, the higher the variability becomes it's a it's a they're they're parallel with each other right the higher the variability becomes of you actually being able to keep that weight off so if we reverse engineer that right and we have to look at this conversation in the context of how am I going to make this routine? How is this going to be, become really part of who I am? And unfortunately, routines and habits don't work well when that speed dial is turned up to 100. It works better when you introduce something very simple in isolation and you go slow until it becomes and sifts into part of your life where, yeah, that's just what I do. Example, right? And I'll use this potential client that's 410 pounds and 54 years old. If, you know, I've, I've asked him some background questions, but when we get to, not a lot of that's going to matter in the beginning, because when we get to the point where it's like, okay, do you want to, do you want me to give you a prescription of how we start reversing your weight and making you healthier, we're going to start with, I mean, we're going to start so mind-numbingly slow that it almost feels like he's getting robbed of what he's paying me. And, and like, uh, like I'm a fraud of a coach because it's going to be that easy, right? We're probably going to start with something like, uh, this this specific client said, I don't think I can walk a mile. Okay, that's that's fine. Everybody's got a starting spot. We need you to be able to do that. In, in fact, your average healthy, capable 54-year-old should probably be able to walk a couple miles. Right? So, and I'm not even interested in being average. But it's going to take a while to get there. The fucking exercise prescription from Coach Kluver is not going to be, all right, well, guess what? Starting next week, you're going to the gym every day. Your diet looks completely different starting now. That doesn't work. And I understand that I'm explaining this in the context of someone who is pretty far on the end of the spectrum, right? Doesn't have any clue about calories, doesn't really consider what they put in their mouth at all, and doesn't have any idea 
about where to start with exercise, they do nothing. They are sedentary. But this applies for everybody listening as well. You may be in great shape. This might not even be about something in the fitness and nutrition realm. But the concept, the strategy here is what's important. Slow and steady wins the race. The fucking tortoise wins this game. And to be the tortoise, again, back to the fitness and nutrition example, for a whole month, me and my guy are going to just figure out a way to get him to walk for 10 minutes every day. That's it. That's month one of the exercise program. Get up, walk five minutes away from your house, turn around, walk back. That's it for a month. And you're sitting there as a, as a third party saying, that's really like, that's your exercise. Like, this is what you're doing. You're not going to do any more. There's no notice. I didn't even say anything about the food yet. Right. It has to be that slow. We're going to spend that 30 days that a lot of people uh, who are going to advertise their, and I'm, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm even guilty a little bit, but I'm more upfront about it, about who this is going to work for, who it won't. We're going to spend that 30 days where a lot of people would be like, Hey, lose 30 pounds in 30 days, fix your entire problem in 30 days. Right. We're going to spend just those 30 days on 10 minutes of walking. And maybe in week two or three, We're going to take a look at a dietary analysis where we just figure out what a week or two of eating looks like for this individual. We're just establishing a baseline. Now, here's what's going to happen. The client is going to say, well, that I want the client's response, reaction to what I tell them to do to be, oh, I can do that. I, there's no problem. I can easily do that. Like that's too easy. I want more and I'm not going to give them more because if they really wanted more then they would fucking do it themselves. Right. Your current situation and where you are is telling me about how much you want. I don't need you to tell me how much you want. You're telling me by yourself how much about you want to do. Currently, it's nothing. So we're going to start with 10 minutes. And after a month, all of a sudden, that 10 minutes is going to feel pretty damn easy. Hopefully by like week two, it feels pretty easy. And then for just like another two weeks, they're just going to be walking five minutes out from their house and five minutes back. And they'll be like, why am I doing this? Like, this this isn't worth anything. Now, for someone that big who hasn't done anything in that long, all of a sudden, They're going to look at the scale at the end of that first month of just adding 10 minutes of walking per day. And who knows, this is, this is fluid too, right? So it's not like I give you a program and we automatically just say, Hey, no matter what it's 10 minutes, no changes, right? Maybe we get to week two or three and he's like, Oh shit, actually 10 minutes is like way easy. Like I'm not taxed at all doing this. Um, Let's make it 12 or let's make it 15 minutes, right? Maybe we up it a little bit. 
whoa, crazy. Go from a 10 to a 15 minute walk, right? So maybe by the end of the month, it's a 15 or 20 minute walk. If we get real nuts with it, you look at the total prescription, you're still just doing five 20 minute walks per week, right? Nothing. They're going to look at the scale, albeit their motivation telling them, I want more. I want to do real workouts. I want to do more walking. Uh, maybe I want to jog. I want to do some nutrition stuff. Come on, coach, give me something. And we're going to look at the scale and it's going to say significantly less than it did when we started that month. I would argue someone over 400 pounds has a chance with just that 10 to 20 minute intervention walk, right? The st step one for a month might get them 10 pounds of weight loss by itself. And if we didn't go anywhere from there, we just continued to walk for 20 minutes a day. They might see extended weight loss out to 20, 30, 40 pounds just because they started walking. And because we've gone so slow and we've got the client to a point where it's like, okay, now just part of my day is a 20 minute walk. Now we can add. Now we can add something. Okay. I understand you want the results, but we have to make this habit. We have to make every single factor that we add in habit before we add in another because if we add in two or three at once it's gonna it's even though it doesn't on paper sound like adding in a nutritional habit adding in a walk and two or three times of let's say resistance training a week that doesn't sound too bad on paper sounds pretty manageable but mentally and how we work as humans those three things worrying about three things off the rip is going to be too hard to manage for somebody. They're going to slack on one or two or all three. And they're going to then in turn feel dissatisfied or disappointed in themselves because they're not following it to the T. They're not completing and checking the box 100%, which is going to make them mentally and emotionally resist and feel disconnected to the program even more. Right? We don't want that. It's all a mental game in the beginning of a habit change or a routine implementation. Eventually, we would add that, add to that walk. We may get up to 30 minutes, right? 30 minutes, five times a week. We maybe extend that. Okay, now no matter what, you're walking 30 minutes every day, seven days a week, right? Maybe after two months, now we can get, depending on the situation, right? If it's someone who has the ability to jog or run, maybe they up the pace of that walk, right? Now we're trying to go a certain distance in a certain amount of time, which is turning the intensity knob, or we turn the intensity knob by, hey, now we're going to do five walks a week. And the other two days, you're going to do resistance training. You're going to pick up those dumbbells that have dust in the corner that have sat there for 20 years. And we're going to do 30 minutes worth of resistance training. You're going to move your arms and muscles slow, right? And then we're going to go on that. We're going to have that protocol for eight to 12 weeks. And you're, and then, you know, you're, you're standing there, the client's there. It's like, fuck, we're going to be six months down the road and I'm hardly going to have implemented anything. 
I'm just going to be walking five days a week and lifting twice a week for 30. And the results are going to be fucking incredible. And it's because of one simple principle. Consistency over volume. Consistency over volume. Because if you're consistent, the volume will accumulate. We don't care about how much you can do in a day or a week or a month. I want to know how much you're doing on a six-month or a year basis, right? It's so much easier to do a 1,000 push-ups over the course of a week or a month when you do them in sets of five or 10 every half hour to an hour as opposed to knocking all 1,000 out in a two- or three-hour span. It's so much easier, but you're going to do the same amount of work, right? And not only that, in this instance, with that analogy, because you're waking up and doing something every day, it's now playing on your metabolism, which is important and is a fluid daily thing. Shit, we might even throw in some, uh, hey, drink a little more water in there. Let's work on your hydration at some point. You're six to eight months in, and I've added in three health and fitness interventions, right? Some walking, some hydration, and at that point, we would have looked at the diet and said, hey, we want to stay under a certain amount of calories. Not even telling you what to get your calories from. You can eat all of your calories from McDonald's if you want. You can have all of your favorite foods. You just have to stay under a certain number. And someone that is that far gone down the spectrum by just simply going slow and being consistent versus worrying about how much volume I can do in the short term will have unbelievable results. Go slow. And the reason that this isn't popular and it doesn't, um, not that it doesn't work, it absolutely works, but the reason people don't find it or don't want to do it is because it takes a lot of time. Funny enough, it takes less effort. How easy is it to go for a 20-minute walk? In fact, a lot of people would like enjoy those 20 minutes. It would make their day better. It's not like 20 minutes of like, lifting lifting weights where a lot of people are like oh i don't want to hurt my muscle like i don't want to strain no like 20 minutes of walking in, a, in the sunshine especially as we get into spring and summer here that would make people's day better they would be happier and then they would also be receiving the actual benefit of the movement doesn't take a lot but it adds up consistency after three, four, five, six months, you look at the amount of time you've put in, you're walking a half hour a day for six months. That's 90 hours of walking. That's 90 hours of walking spread out evenly. And your body's going to love it. It's not that hard. 
but people want the results now. They want what's flashy and sexy now. And because what's flashy and sexy takes a lot out of your day to do a fucking keto program and go full frontal with it and also add in a complete new workout program that takes you from like you doing nothing to now four or five days a week. You've added in so much. You've changed two to three hours of your day, depending on how much you're worrying about your new meals, where you have to go to get this workout done, this, that, the other thing, three hours a day every day, you're going to fuck that up somewhere. You're going to get tired. You're, you're going to lose motivation to do one of those components at some point. And then because you don't do it one day, you're going to slip up another day. And then you're going to, Oh, I only did it three or four days out of the, I, Oh, I'm off my diet. Okay. I got to restart because we want to internally knock things out of the park 100%. We want that A+. So if we don't if we start to see ourselves slip down to a percentage that would be like a B or a C score, that's when we're like, "Oh shit, I failed. I have to restart. I have to find something new." And restarting and finding new things every 1 to 2 months is not what's going to get results. Meanwhile, my guy has been walking them 20 to 30 minutes every day and he's losing weight putting in way less effort with way less to think about and yeah it's going a little slower than someone who could magically hold on for 30 or 60 days and just crash diet down 60 pounds but oh by the way at the end of that they're also going to put that weight back on my guy who's been walking because he's done it slow again the input equals the output now, if he were to start slipping up and going the other way, all that weight would not come back at once. So it's like a win-win-win. It's like a triple-fold positive way to do things. And somehow I've talked for a half hour on this. Slow. You want to start a new routine? Break it down to its most simple form, something that seems just absolutely minuscule or monotonous something too easy and do that for a month build into the entire routine it will become routine just be consistent and don't worry about the volume or what we could even call we could even call the intensity of it right consistency over everything have a great week, y'all. Go be consistent somewhere.